Get Into Gate. This is episode 78. We are talking tangent as if we haven't done enough of that the last seven days. We're back for some oh, more mate, tangents. We just, we just go off on tangents. It's so crazy. Here we are. We don't even plan it. <laughs> My name is Mitch. Joining so me, the funny. full team, the Jermaine. extended team of Get Into Gate. We have Matty. Sorry, yes, hello. Hi, <laughs> Brendan. Hello. Reese. Yeah, g'day, guys. And we can't get rid oh. of him, Lincoln. He's just so Lincoln good to be Lewis. here. <laughs> Three weeks. Not only is he when he's single, not when he's Three in a row. Oh, no, 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 none of the missus gave me leave in here. Right? Us, no, she just she's said, hey. I, she goes, I understand. I understand how important Stargate is to you. See? You go with the boys. You yeah. do as I said. She hey. said, she quoted Gandhi and said, yeah. don't dog the boys. Yes! <laughs> 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 Gandhi's best quotes ever. <laughs> don't dog the boys. <laughs> oh, yeah, the boys. All right. Well, we're in better spirits than we were last week. It's because we got a pretty good episode. Let's see what it's about. Then we'll throw to Reese, our new viewer, first-time watcher, and see what he thought. Hopefully it lived up to, or at least our hype. All right. Episode 12 of Season 4, Tangents. When O'Neill and Teal take an SGC modified Gould glider out for a test flight, they lose control and are sucked deep into outer space by a Gould tracking device. (laughs) It's up to the rest of the team to figure out a way to rescue them before they run out of oxygen and life support and are lost in space. Sorry, Mitch. Forever. I just, I just need to interject there. I didn't hear a single word you said. I just... It was like a moment out of Seinfeld when the guy eats a Mars bar with a knife and fork. Yeah, what did Lincoln I just saw do? Lincoln eating a caramel koala two-hander like he was eating a burger. Oh, and a feet, caramel koala. Hang gonna... on. The big, I have a bigger gripe. He's eating it feet first. More caramel than the head. Can you close your mouth for... So, <laughs> I got a question. Do they have caramel koalas overseas? No, no, mate. No. So most people have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a Freddo frog with caramel yeah. in it. Yeah. And, and it's, <laughs> it's a koala instead. It's like a Dunkaroo. He literally <laughs> held it. <laughs> it's similar to a Tim Tam, but with caramel. <laughs> held it like he was like auditioning for a McDonald's ad. I was he, worshipping uh, it. He had yeah. like two hands like this and he's like it's a caramel koala. I miss it's those like days man. Like I've got I've got little boys. I've got a five year old and a three year old who I mean I've got a baby he's not feeding himself but like I look at my three year old Luke and him just having like a, a little cup like a kiddie's cup of water. It's half full. There's nothing in there. And he holds that. He cradles that in two like hands. Donald Trump style. Yeah, like Trump would. <laughs> yeah, like like leader of the free world would. Yeah, well, it's, not, it's not adorable when he does it. It's, con- it's concerning. Small but Luke, hands. But Luke does it. And he just like nestles it. And I'm like, there's something so very cute and innocent. I'm like, when I have a oh, drink, it's just like, ah, oh, just throw it all back. In and around the mouth. Yeah. I feel like he was a toddler. I, I but think like, he was adorable. He's a 30-year-old man. Come yeah, on, but guys. there's something. I, I thought he ate your chocolate by your reaction. <laughs> the way he was reacting, I was like, am I not supposed to have it? Yeah. I just had that moment of Stop like... Stop the show. I just had that moment when like in Seinfeld when it's eating an art Mars bar with a knife and fork. I'm just like, <laughs> what? Have I just stepped... Yeah. Have I stepped through the quantum yeah. mirror? And Man you guys hands. know how much I hate the quantum mirror. Yeah. What? Yeah. Quantum mirror is awesome. Oh, mate, listen to yeah. our podcast. Uh, okay, so let me... I kill you. Let me give you the gist. Every shit episode Maddie loves, every good one he hates. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All the fan favorites. That's the rule of thumb. <laughs> Reese, they're lost in space. I mean, oh. I know you'd love to be lost in space with Teal. You know, just one on one time. Ooh, I feel you. But no, they're too far apart in that in that three one. Yeah, though, there's no touching. Hey, so. uh, hey, I can do a long reach around. <laughs> <laughs> An X three O one interceptor. Yeah, is that was that was amazing. That's pretty cool, isn't it? At mm-hmm. first, when they come out and, and um, who was it? Carter said, "Oh, Teal was ordered to push the envelope," and I'm like. 
what the hell are you talking about? He's, what, he's in the mailman now? And then, yeah. I'm like, he's, he's carrying the get into gate mailbag. Yeah, he's that. <laughs> I didn't know what that was uh, about. But then, yeah, he, he flew he flew that interceptor over. I'm like, mm. oh, yeah, that is sick. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like. He blew oh. out the windows. Yeah. <laughs> like, Off didn't like yes. every truck in the entire runway. Sorry, yeah. sorry, Lieutenant General. <laughs> yeah, and then I'm like, I'm like, where the hell did they get that? And then they, they said two Gwawul death, uh, what was it? Two Gwawul death gliders and some good old American know-how. So they're the ones, they're the ones from Poffice's mothership at the Mm -hmm. end of season one that, that, um, that everyone escaped in. Yeah. And we don't know how. They were rusted up. We were were damaged and they weren't going to survive re-entry and we got picked up by the space shuttle. The shuttle? Yeah. And we still don't know how they got from death glider to shuttle. Mm. Or how they got the death gliders to Earth. Yeah. To Earth, oh, they yeah. recovered them. <clears throat> I can tow them easy, but yeah. I still I still have questions <laughs> yeah. about that. How you get them That's going to be one hell of a snatch em strap going through Earth's atmosphere. <laughs> they did it with the know-how. Come on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how. See, this was such a wonderful example. I know you guys bring up all the time, but about Carter, like, uh, you actually sent around a fun thing the other week, Maddie. And it was about well, the, Matt, three, the, the, the three stars, and it said the star what or something. It was comparing Stargate, Ooh. Star Wars, and Star Trek. Yeah. And it was Star the Trek. Holy and, Trinity. Yeah, and it said Star Trek. You know, it's 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 beautiful sci-fi in the sense that it's like our world but advanced, Ooh. and we're in a utopian, utopian society. Blah blah blah. It's all very science based, and what we can do, but more. Stargate is a little bit of that, but it's like, well, we're also going to have fun with some wormhole mm. stuff and funny, you know, weapons. It's like mm. Star Wars. Why does he have a laser sword? Because laser swords are cool. It's just yeah. like, just watch it. It's fantasy. Yeah. It's like there's the Venn diagram of like Star Trek and Star Wars and where they overlap is where Stargate sits. Yeah. It's and I feel like amazing. where there's euphoria. Wonderful. <laughs> the, habi- the habitable zone. We- yeah. 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 Goldilocks. Yeah, that's it. Yes. <laughs> we had this wonderful moment at the start of this episode when you had the Lieutenant General who was yeah. the guy and he's asking the, the questions we do have to and give him a name too yeah, yeah. okay carter just <laughs> try well she tried to explain it like for 20 <laughs> seconds the shot on her and she's explaining it in explicit detail and then it cuts to him he goes all i need to know major is that it can fly yeah. it's just like before you explain it and you run out of things to say to the audience that's going to make any kind of plausible yeah. sense cut her off that's because it. we can't bullshit anymore before she pulls out the apple to use as like a prop but, um, yeah, just on uh, uh, good old uh, General Vadreen. Colonel. General. Major. General. Doctor. General. General Hammond has told me nothing but good things. Has he, sir? Well, then I'm sure he's left something out. Such as? <laughs> Kill? You there, buddy? <laughs> I love that. He's just like, abort, abort. Yeah. But I thought we've got... We've got Blow his windows out, too. Well, Blow his windows out. We had, you know, Colonel Backstory, you know, mm. lying here tonight. We, uh, mm. We've got Major Haircut. Yeah. So I was thinking General Mustache. General Motors. <laughs> Detroit. General, General Pants. But we're missing the code. What about so General Lee Serious? Because he doesn't like a joke. I mean, I do like the pun there. Because Because he turns to, because he says to go, if I can get serious for a minute, turns to O'Neill and goes, if that's all right with you. Mm. We've got Colonel Backstory. We've got Major Haircut. (laughs) I reckon General Pullout because. (laughs) That's fine. I know where you're going. Yeah, yeah. because uh, when when shit hit the fan, he's He's like, bailed. Well, uh, I'm out of here. Hammond, you can take care of me. Keep me up to date with what's going on. I'm going back to the Pentagon where it's safe. Off. Can I blow your minds for a minute Please and just blow and, just, and just explain the joke for you? Explain my joke for you. General Mustache 
Yeah. General Mustache. <coughs> yeah, you're not explaining. You're just repeating <laughs> okay. the nickname. Well, you said from Cluedo. General Off. Whatever. He, what, what did General you say? General Pull. What did I say? General Pull Out. Well, General Mustache. Oh, Mustache. Same joke. Mustache. And must that was what I was going mustache. for. Mustache. Right. No, that's no, pretty clever, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Now that you explain it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's that not... always makes jokes funny. <laughs> All right. Now <laughs> we've spent know. half the budget on the on the diagram here, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just don't think there's enough sexual innuendo in that name no, for this show. No. For this yeah, show, yeah. expects a certain level of filth. How was, how was yeah. General Haircut or Colonel Backstory well, that was, sexually explicit? No, but I think when you've got two warm-up, that's a bit of foreplay. And we it need was to off really, the cuff, mate. Yeah. Clearly you've prepped I, I'm, I'm yeah, going to say, like... Down. <laughs> well, okay, Reece, I will be a bannerman of yours and say, General, a bannerman. How do you know that word? Someone's been watching Because I play Game of Thrones. Yes! You can play a drinking game for every time Catelyn Stark says, You were one of Ned's bannermen. Yes! I Game haven't never re watched an episode of Game of Thrones. Oh, Catelyn Stark this is, this is why I have trust issues. Yeah. <laughs> so, Reese? Yeah. Yeah, general pull out. I, I second that. Fair enough. <clears throat> There's something there. Yeah. Well, the, not, the obvious like one. It. It's in the grand final. Yeah. Can we it's, say that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in the grand and final. We're awaiting the semifinals. <laughs> Until something better comes yeah. along. The <laughs> obvious one that we cut out was General Vagine, obviously. But, mm. you know. I thought General... Um... <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if you want some sexual innuendo, here you go. Yes. General, I'm too old for this, this shit. Is, uh, this is... Uh, <laughs> this is uh, uh, Tilk and uh, O'Neill in, um, in the glider. What do you say we turn up the heat? Did you make we must conserve as much power as possible. By the way, I've done the math. As have I. So what do you say we turn up the heat? It's cold. <laughs> I'm aware. <laughs> you know, I've already done that freezing to death thing. And it's just not as enjoyable as it sounds. So if we just consider there's no chance... There's a chance, O'Neal. <laughs> <laughs> it's always perfectly timed. Yeah. Who will I talk to? There's no saying. We have fought and won many battles together. It's been an honor to serve the Tauri by your side. We are brothers. <laughs> wow, that's... Uh... Is there anything you wish to say, O'Neill? What could I possibly say after that? Back at you. If we are to die, we die well. Now all he has to do is nearly freeze to death with Jackson. And he's got oh, the whole team. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've got to say, though, that was a really cool scene. Mm. Oh. Like, mm. you know, it was it yeah. was awesome them sort of sorting it all out, but then this deep moment of Teal going, you know what, like, I he had that warrior's farewell to his mm. mate mm. and then said, you know, we've been through this, it's been an honour, this and that. And he said, we're his brothers. And it was this really, it, it wasn't overplayed, it was no. beautiful, and it was just true O'Neill style just to go, oh, I mean... Yeah, like after that, it's <laughs> yeah. back at you. Yeah. And because they couldn't so see cool. each other either. Like, Tilk was looking at space. Yeah. 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 Like, O'Neill could see the back of the seat 
that Teal yes. was sitting in. But for all intents and purposes, they were talking to someone on the radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, it was really, yeah, yeah it was a really like cool he couldn't even thing. just like reach down and touch his shoulder. Like, yeah. couldn't, no, no. couldn't do it. I'm staring at the back of his this head. This episode though, so. as a whole was great in terms of the adventure, the technology. The, the chat, but then there was it had its funny elements, didn't it? Mm, like even when yeah. Tilk's saying, "Oh, this is how much life support we have," this and that, and he's like, and O'Neill's like, "Carry the two. Uh, you yeah, know, yeah. Did, let me do the math. Yeah, yeah. it's so cool. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't it's, know. Um, all in all, is a great. It great reminded show. me of uh, Matter of Time, and then it was just this great, like scientific quandary, like this advanced tech that we've got hasn't worked out the way we wanted to. In the same way that you know the Matter of Time with the black hole, you know, sucking through the gate. It's like we're so out of our depth. So it's just this real scientific problem we've got to try and solve to mm. save our people and stuff like that. But yeah, at the same time, really entertaining and nice mm. bits of comedy in there. And some, re- given that for three quarters of the episode, O'Neill and Teal could just like sitting in a chair, not yeah. doing yeah. anything. And know? even with the like a smaller detail is the time lapse between yeah. communication. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, oh. yeah nice awesome. And they even and Daniel explain not, that well. And Daniel not getting it. He's yeah. like, oh, t- uh, time. Uh, what? What time is it? Yeah. <laughs> That's just perfect. But even him. when they're going, what is that? And then Carter's sort of like, oh, wait a minute, it's a timeline. And they just started saying, we've got to compensate for that. And it was, w- yeah, it was awesome. Mm. Great. And where I think that, that um, time came into it perfectly was at the very last scene when they played out whether they got saved, they played out that scene and then they went back to the SGC and then the announcement came through. We've got them. They're yeah. safe. And then, mm. they're, and then they're, everyone mm. goes excited. I'm just like, that is. Oh that was yeah, perfect. I especially the love the the, uh, the handshake between Hammond and and Davis. Yeah. yeah. And then Hammond gave himself a handshake, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was amazing. Who, who else? Such who a else jolly man. Well, yeah. Now here, where's, here. where's Walter and all that? Oh god! If anyone was going to yeah. celebrate the I don't think, shit out I don't of that think they can afford Walter and, and Major Davis at the same yeah. time. Yeah. It's a but uh, it's funny you guys brought up the uh, the paper. The paper throwing up is uh, Peter DeLuise got a little bit of trouble for that one. Meanwhile, back at Mission Control, they're alive, and the obligatory throwing papers. of papers up in the air. Gotta throw I, the paper. I had to go to the how come room for that, man. <laughs> <laughs> Why are these people throwing papers up in the air? This is a high-tech that's what, control room. Yeah, they don't but, have paper. But that's what they do when they're happy. Because they have joy. I think they have a box of joy paper. They have joy paper. When they didn't have well, joy, there was no joy. Really, there was no, no joy. Paper. Yeah. No paper. They could have just said, we have no papers. Right. Like, that's the, the second layer of the code. Right. But now, they, now they've switched to, we have joy, and we have the joy paper, <laughs> which, joy paper. We, which we are obliged to throw in the air while we're cheering. <laughs> Quick, pass out the joy paper. Right. We might have joy. Oh, God. When that scene wrapped up, all I could think about was the next scene. Yeah. Right? We're yeah. seeing yeah. between... Like the Dr. Evil. Scruffy the janitor coming ex- in being like... No, yeah. but uh, before they clean that, I'm actually thinking of the party. Like They get back and they actually go, we've got to celebrate this shit. Just shut down all, get, all, all the... Anyone going off world... Do it tomorrow. We're gonna to have a party. Uh-huh. Close the windows. Bring out the disco lights and shit. They all get blind. Absolutely. And Blue then they actually, they actually play to the tragedy a little bit, you know. So it's like someone has a drink. They go, all right, sit down on the chair, and they have to stay in the chair. And someone wheels them. And go, now you're Tilk, and you're, you can't be stopped. They go, and they, <laughs> they shove, they go and lock them in a room somewhere. And it's like, oh, you got to get out, you know. And like people, it's like a big game. Everyone's drunk. <laughs> See how long you can you hold know, your breath. I'm gonna zap you once. You know, I'm gonna start choking you. See how long you can hold your breath. I've got a whole of Brandon, I've woken up, I've had dicks drawn on my face and shit. Like, it's a bit of fun. No, like, traced. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I gonna, yeah, well, that makes sense. Actually. I remember that. That was, that was awesome. awesome. Yeah. Is that why you needed my arm? 
Yeah. That <laughs> was well on your face too. Yeah. Like, yeah. But yeah. I, in this episode, I really appreciate it. Who plays Major Davis? Colin Cunningham. Colin Cunningham. I really appreciated his um, his acting in this because he had pretty straightforward lines, but he he sold them so well. Mm. And in that last scene, when he's waiting for the for that um, announcement to come through, you could you could see just the the stress and emotion on his face. Yeah, and I just yeah, it was something that I really noticed. And that's that's why they keep bringing him back. I think it was uh, I hate to bring up friend Brennan, but foothold. Yeah. Uh, I think that great, was his, great episode. I think that might have been his first. Ep- was that his first episode? No. no. No, it wasn't? No. Oh, okay. No, oh, it might have been his second, because it's like his first one, he was random, whatever. But they keep bringing him back because, yeah, he's like, he's someone from the Pentagon, and he could quite easily be a guy who, A, doesn't give a shit, or B, could potentially be an adversary. But he's yeah. actually someone who's on our side. He's such a like, middleman. He's like, yeah. I'm, I know I'm a bureaucrat, and I'm not good enough to be an SGT member, but I want to do whatever I can to help you guys mm-hmm. do what you do, because you're putting your asses on the line every time you step through yeah. that gate. Because mm-hmm. it wasn't so, that great... Not even scene, but just end of a scene where Carter had one plan, and as much as it was going to help, Davis had a problem with it. And he's like, "We we we cannot do this because of this reason." And mm. Carter's like, "I disagree." We've got, and they were both trying for the same thing, mm. but Davis is like, "I can't give you guys everything you want because yeah. of this." And then she just looks at Hammond. Hammond's like, "Do it." Mm. It's like, mm. "Look, mate, thanks. I You've got Carter. connections yeah. with the big yeah. guys, but in this house." <laughs> It's our rules. Yeah, yeah, and he doesn't. He doesn't. He never seems to like get shitty about it either. Yeah. He's no, just yeah. like his choices like, as an actor. Okay. He doesn't play it in the dick right. way. Mm. Like, yeah. I feel like he would really... prevent the SGC from getting everything they want. But if, then, if all of a sudden the Pentagon come along, he'd be like, "No, no, no! You don't understand the shit these guys are going through." Mm. Mm. Like he's 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 very righteous Fair. in that sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, yeah. He's not and a there corrupted that, person. There was that great yeah. moment between him and Hammond as well, when it's like they didn't really have. Or was it was it Hammond and Carter or Hammond and Davis? When it was like, oh, we don't have any new information. Hammond's like, yeah. And, oh, and, and Davis was like, oh, should I, should I let them know? And he's like, no, just let, let them sleep. Let the man yeah. sleep. Let the man sleep. And I was just like, that was a really nice yeah. moment as well. This episode was written well. It was acted well, directed mm. well. Like everything about it, it was the really cool episode. And like what you said, Maddie, for the most part, well, definitely for Colonel and Neil and Till, they were sitting down that mm. whole episode, apart mm. from at the very start. So to make that work. You have to have some real solid writing and, and yeah. support around it. That's it was it. great. Speaking of the writer, um, Michael Cassett. Is he a first-timer? One and done. This is his only one. Really? And he does no way. This is his one and only. But he does actually go on to write, and probably Brandon will be the only one who gets this one, but he actually, in the same year he wrote this episode, he wrote an episode of Farscape, um, Out of Ooh. Their Minds, the the body-changing one, oh. with the big like bird aliens, Perfect. which is one of the greatest Farscape episodes in their entire like five-season run. Why Right? He did go on, whoever, to write a bunch of episodes of Beverly Hills 90210. Oh, yeah. oh I mean, you got to pay the bills. So, yeah, that's it, you know? <laughs> Every now and then you got to do a project just for the dollar bills. <laughs> so we didn't see the Stargate in this one, did we? Oh, it was in the background? Oh, in the, yeah. In the, I yeah. mean, they're in the control room. Just, just a prop. You know, they're in Stargate Command. Well, they had, no, they, didn't they have to go through the gate to get to Jacob's that's well? That's right. Um, Daniel and Daniel Carter. Yeah, right. But did we, we see might, them yeah, go well, through it, though? I don't know. We kind of just and went to the planet, and they were yeah. just like um, yeah. on the ground in the in the dirt. I love Jacob just just drilling into them. Why the hell are you yeah, here? They have a so great good. reason. Just mm. Father and General just laying into them yeah. uh, because we've got to save these guys. All right. Let's yeah, go. fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. I was about go. to detonate this. It would have blown a huge chunk of this yeah. planet. Yeah. Like, it was no small yeah. thing. But then and about f- the ship, too. He just hammered him about it. He's yeah. like, oh, he goes, you do not understand. I'm in a unique position to understand how 
friggin' young humans yeah. are. Before yeah. you and that slap was Jacob talking. Stick that wasn't bloody Selmak yeah. talking. That was Jacob yeah. going, you guys have no idea what you're doing. You're strapping together two broken ships and putting a sticker on it <laughs> yeah. saying yeah. US Air Force. And now American you know-how, yeah. bang. <laughs> now you think you can run with the big boys. Because I felt like that at, at the start when they first got ringed up, I'm like, that's just Sam's dad yelling at her yeah yeah yeah, when yeah, she, yeah, yeah. I, I just imagine yeah like i just imagine when she was a kid i oh, sorry to talk while you're interrupting <laughs> 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 he hates that by the way Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> gets cranky late at night <laughs> sorry the middle of my sentence interrupted the start of yours <laughs> <laughs> i just imagine um carter as uh, carter um sam as a kid getting yelled at by a dad like like exactly like that that's why daniel had dancer but then when he 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 delivered that line where it was like yeah the the toker and the gold were flying these ships when people <laughs> still thought the earth was flat awesome i'm like oh, that no. was that was a great line. i felt like, like i felt like he could have gone back a bit further because <laughs> like, like... people still think the Earth is flat. Oh yeah, yeah. Shack. That's a new thing that people are. Fucking, yeah. Don't let's not bring that up. But, but don't forget that. Don't forget, forget the tagline. Buddy. Don't forget the tagline. Us flat Earthers have supporters all around the world. Yeah. <laughs> oh no way! Oh god! Sorry guys, what? It is says what? It says what? Yeah. yeah. Um, no, what I liked in that in that scene was when uh, you know he's like going, "You guys are just bo- you, you need to learn." And build this technology yourselves. You can't just like... take two broken ones, you know. And yeah. then Daniel's like, um, "Isn't that how the Gould? Isn't how the Gould yeah. and therefore the Toker they just kind of like borrow technology?" Yeah. And seems like, "Yeah." Zing. <laughs> and then he's went, "Yeah," but then the the flat Earth thing, and it's yeah. like, I just love her. She just jumped on the back of someone else's yeah. argument, like you said, like a kid would in an argument with either their older brother or or their mum or dad or something. Yeah. Like it was, it but just also brought her right back down to being a Jacob's child. response on that was how he how he responded was so perfect because you know how he said it was one thing. Uh, sorry, his words was one thing, but how he said it was it was almost like he preempted the response. Or something like that, because they mm. said it. He's like, "Yeah, well, fair call." But then again, mm. matter of factly, we yeah. were flying around in these things when you still thought it was flat. So. Halfway through and his it- initial argument, he's like, "Oh, this is flawed. How yeah. can I get back? At- How can I get back at you?" Yeah. Selmax got the perfect comeback <laughs> yeah. while Jacob's talking. Selmax's like, "I got you, bro." Yeah, I had this argument four hundred years ago. Trust me, I was, I was asleep for about an hour, but I'm up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. um, you know, uh, one bit that always makes me laugh is um. When O'Neill, the the oxygen is so depleted in the ship, this is when they're coming to get rescued and she's like, all right, sir, you need to do this. He tries to wake Teal and he throws a pen at his head and wakes him (laughs) up. And she's like, all right, what's your oxygen reserve? He's like, it was the best. I've I've literally thought about it in my head so many times each time I watch it. The way he played was so perfect. It was this mix between not quite drunk but and not quite like a mix between drunk and out of it. Talking about O'Neill? Yeah, she's like, what's your oxygen reserve? He's like, oh, I don't... um, Like, yeah. and he, he was kind of like thinking about what he was going to say, and then he completely forgot what the question was yeah. because he's so out of it. Yeah. And I Carter, is that you? Yeah, <laughs> Jacob. Do you know your shit's bigger than ours? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like midway, between, like it's when you get really drunk and then have a sleep, but wake up way too early, yeah! like in the middle of your sleep, and you're like, "What the hell is going on?" That's <laughs> <laughs> exactly what it was like. I, I mean, I, I know that. I was waiting for him to go. Carter, she wants to talk to you. <laughs> what oxygen reserves? And like the whole time he's had like another eight hours worth of oxygen and he just didn't know. It's 100%. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, T- 
Tilk saved the day because he went into a deep extreme, <laughs> deep. extremely deep state of Kelnoreem. I place myself in an extremely deep state of Kelnoreem. Yes! My heart rate will decrease. <laughs> And our oxygen requirement will be lowered considerably. God, can, yeah. I, can I be honest? Absolutely. I, I was little. watching this episode at work, right? Had the laptop there and listening to it. And when he said, I will place myself into an extremely... <laughs> I, actually, yeah. I went, <gasps> Imagine you. Because like you've said for the last like eight or nine weeks, he never goes into Kelnarim anymore. Yeah. It's just a deep state of Kelnarim. Yet yeah. now, an extremely yeah. deep state of... I'm like, hang on. Like, in the first three seasons, when you had some serious shit go on, you went into Kelnareem, yeah. knowing that that was at least the third best level you could get to. At the yeah. As we know as the audience, that was the third best well, level you could get into. We didn't know about Kelnareem until, like, uh, season two with Holiday, when he mm. and he and Jack yeah. switched bodies. That's right. That's the first time we even heard of Kelnareem. Yep. And then, um, yeah, he obviously uses it to heal, but then it's it's now it's deep state of Kelnareem, or I was unable to complete my Kelnareem. Mm. Well, I feel like the difference mm. the difference must be between a deep state of Kelnareem and an extreme <laughs> uh, state of Kelnareem. No candles. Nah. Well, that's, oh, that's, wow. you know, well, that's... If he's going to go deep... I wanted to bring that up. If he's going to go deep, he needs candles. We've been talking about that. <laughs> Romantic. Why didn't he go into deep state of Kelnareem? Because he needs candles. Well, not in this ship. Well, no, that's what I, that's what I just said, mate. Well, he was... He, he, went, had... he went extreme because he had no candles. If he had right. candles... He would have just got into a deep state. He of had the sun though. Mm, Three wow. suns around him. <laughs> Probably he's in space. No, nah, there's only one in the solar system, bro. Yeah, he's well out there. Every star's the sun, mate. So it's okay. Yeah. I think it was only just past Jupiter. I love it. Yeah, there was a shit ton of light though. Like, I feck or look. I'll, to I'll be honest, it. it was an off the cuff comment. Didn't think about it when I said it. Uh, I'm a little bit upset that he's lingered on it. I feel but like let's I'm move on. Let's all move right. on as a team. Okay, no, this he... is my boy, so I've always got his back. That I was, I felt, I felt bad doing. Like, that does bring me to one issue I had, right? So they they had uh, a niece who we never see, never hear, but we hear from. Uh, she says that uh, they've got a high-ranking Toker agent, doesn't name him, but says, y- I, you might know them. It's well-known to you, so obviously it's going to be Jacob. Someone important to both mm. of us. And they are yeah, on the planet, yeah. kind of uh, Gould planet, closest to you. The closest yeah. planet that's got any Gould activity on it the closest one, that's where they are. Yeah. So that's why they knew they could only go there because it was the closest place to them and it was it was good to occupy, occupied. So they go there, Carter and, and Daniel, they get on the ship with Jacob. He then, you know, jumps into hyperspeed, whatever we're going to call it. Hyperspace. Hyperspace. And then, you know, midstream and the ship breaks down and he goes, oh, we're in bad territory here. Like, mm. what? Like, What's going on in this middle of nowhere? Like we're what? in the middle of Uranus. <laughs> Obvi- like obviously, like, he says it's a pretty bad neighborhood. They went like, to the closest place really? there was it's any good off. activity. Jacked. <laughs> in the closest place where any good activities happening, yet somehow between, all space. between there and our solar system and the very outskirts of our solar system. He knows that that's a bad area, and there's two fucking attacks. Yeah, it's the shipping yeah. lanes. It's the Gould shipping lanes. Yeah. It's Obviously, their, it's their highway. You know? Right next the outer to rim. Earth. Well, those guys were doing planet. about ten <laughs> kilometers an yeah. hour then, because they and were it was such right a, there. Yeah, it, was yeah. such, <laughs> it was like a trucker's pit stop. It's yeah, a pit stop yeah. area. It's a park and ride. Seriously, <laughs> <laughs> like it was such a nothing and de- le- derail of the story at that point because they're on the ship. They have to. Oh shit! The ship's broken. Off the ship comes out. And it's a it's a punchline for for Jackson yeah. in Gould dialect or Jafar dialect to say <laughs> yeah. I'm the great and powerful Oz. 
ship comes to attack them. Boom, they jump back into hyperspace again. And I'm like, oh, are they going to get chased? Next time we hear from anyone on that ship, it's Carter radioing through saying, hey, we're, we're, we're nearly there. We've nearly got them. I'm like, well, what was the point of stopping? Like, it just didn't make sense that they, there was, that was the closest place yeah, they to had, go. Yeah, they had to do two minutes of repairs. Yeah, they yeah. had to do repairs. That's why they stopped. <laughs> yeah, but like... They, he they, should they have only... stopped when he thought there was going to be a problem. Probably wouldn't have been a two Hitachi. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it just stopped. Yeah, you don't do it like 130% of what, it, yeah, of what the hyperdrive could engines. do. is really punching them out and then yeah. it just sort of stopped. Because like, they realised... Oh. There was a line where they said even at a um, cargo ship's maximum speed... It still won't reach him in time, so mm. that's why Jacob was pushing the engines yeah. harder. No, I, yeah, I get that. It was just, it was just like if his mm. the repairs had to be done because of 132 percent. But if they literally just have a scene where they're just repairing the ship, it's like, well, that's boring for two minutes. It's mm. like, okay, we need to repair the ship and then jump back into hyperspace. It's like, mm. why did we need to see that? We could have just, oh, we're lucky we got here in time, mm. or gratuitous Wizard of Oz reference. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. It just seemed like <laughs> such a weird thing. Like there was no guild activity between Earth and there. Oh, yeah, he knows that's a bad area to stop in. And he said that like a minute before they stopped. If they're in hyperspace, yeah. they've traveled some serious yeah, distance. There's a lot of space. Yeah, big yeah. area. Yeah. It's yeah. A, like a lot yeah. of distance. You gotta remember, yeah, yeah. The very spot that they happen to pop out, <laughs> and there's two motherships. There's mothership. not a lot of them getting around in the galaxy. Like, <laughs> what? Are yeah. you, a few, is your, but not that many. Is your concern that they're within like attacking distance of Earth? Or? All of the above. Well, that well, they're no. anywhere. Like, <laughs> well, the Asgard we're, Treaty we're with the Gold means that they can't touch Earth. Yeah, and I get that, but like, Anise said they are. That our agent is on the Gould occupied planet that's closest to Earth, didn't she? Was no, the... no, I don't, oh, well, I don't remember close that. Yeah. To that. I mean, they said, oh, it's you know, it's something within so many hours of a cargo ship's distance from where yeah. they are, but they're still within our solar system. Like they haven't gone outside of our solar system yet. So you could say that, yeah, it's still the closest one to to Earth. Yeah. 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 Oh, it, it just seemed yeah, like it was. Well, it was so close. Say, I'm gonna have to go and rewatch it. But I, I always thought she said the closest operative we have is on this planet. Yeah. He said, "Well, mm. no, but, she didn't say the particular of... planet." Yeah. They said the closest. The closest ship is 24 hours away. Mm. And the Tolan were like a year away, which was less than useless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> so, so, so they, she did the a... maths and discovered, oh, well, if there's a ship 24 hours away, mm. it has to be kind of one of these planets. Mm. So that's most yeah. likely a good yeah. planet. So you think 24 hours at like over light speed, or at light speed, that's a massive amount of space. Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. Space, so, yeah. I just think, yeah, sorry, yeah. I, it was such a, in a, in yeah. a very well-written episode for them just to happen to fall out in space and it's like oh there's not even just if there was one Hataka to be like shit well you knew it was a bad area but the mm. I don't know just yeah, like the, the yeah. one spot it was like an all unnecessary that the yeah, thing that I can... an unnecessary level of peril it's like we yeah, we didn't need it Tilk and O'Neill are the ones in peril yeah. they were just trying to I think maybe stretch out the run they could have used an Alkesh and it would have done the same thing with mid-range bomber mm. yeah. but then again in saying that well they don't exist yet I don't oh think. that's my bad <laughs> well, okay I'm jumping the gun here they could have just used one Hatak yeah. um but no um but there had to be some peril Look, because they're pushing yeah. it at 130. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, if you want to sort of nitpick, the only thing I could sort of off the top of my head think about is, you know, the uh, like the Asgard would be monitoring hyperspace windows in and out. Why, why couldn't the Gaul do the same? You know what I mean? Like, mm. if it's their territory, they'd be able to track incoming and outgoing 
hyperspace hmm. launches yeah. and, and, and stoppages and stuff like that. So they'd be able to go, okay, hang on. That's something's you know, coming through. Five I minutes guess the something. other thing but too then again, is... that's just me. But then, he's got to, then they've got to predict that he's going to pop out. Like they might yeah. be able to yeah. monitor the fact that he's in hyperspace yeah. nearby, but then they're like, all right, yeah. well, he's going to well, randomly stopped, pop out yeah. here, so we better get there because those attacks were there when they popped out. Yeah. I'm just spitballing. It's kind of retconned. <laughs> Remember in the movie, they say Abydos is like on the other side of the universe or the known mm. galaxy or whatever, but then in the mm. first episode of the series, they say it's actually the closest Stargate to us. We've just discovered the universe is bigger. So this one. This one, oh, the universe is not flat. Yeah. So this one is potentially, this one's potentially a little bit further out. So maybe there is some kind of shipping lane. Say, say for example, if you think about space as just flat, you know, as a as a straight line, like there's Earth, then there's Abydos, then there's the planet we went to, and mm. they stopped somewhere in between yeah. that planet and Abydos. That's Goa'uld territory. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I think in world like it's it's adding a little bit of unnecessary peril to them. Yeah, I think that's my, um, my biggest thing. Yeah, yeah I shouldn't be nitpicking about that. I buy the fact that they're not going to attack us because we're protected under um, protected planets treaty. Yeah. Mm. So it's yeah. I think over time they were still, they were working out the kinks. Like mm. I, I remember hearing the producers say that they hated that one of the re- things that they regret is making the third shot from Azatnikatel disintegrate mm. they went with yeah. after that we tried not to use it as much as possible yeah. and another thing you know over time they had they say different things and i think it was one of the first episodes of stargate sg1 in the first season where they referred to a planet and tilk said but that planet is um galaxies away from yeah here. yeah that's right yeah. i think that was message message in a bottle yeah it was one of the first yeah. ones wasn't it and mm. and he said yeah it's, it's galaxies away yeah and then after a while, they're like, well, hang on. Oh, crap. You know, we're only, <laughs> yeah. we're only, in, the, it's just we're only in the one galaxy. But yeah, it's little things First that they're working out. Problem. Of, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, let's Cooper! Leave it <laughs> <laughs> he, edit, he was the script editor. Well, it's, it's <laughs> funny you say that. that I might be able to shed a little bit of light on it. If we wheel in the piano, boys! Oh, oh I have to sit on it again? <laughs> Stoke the fire. Graham! Ow! 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 Right. He's looking sharp this week, Graham. Oh, he's got nice the tails suit. on. Yeah, three piece. Bow tie. <laughs> That's new aftershave, too. I like that. Is that so kerosene? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't stand next to We're the charging fire. you by the minute, Matty. You've got to roll Why this out. Why would anyone want to sell a piano and kerosene? <laughs> this guy's 400 bucks a minute. Yeah. Keep okay. going, Matty. That's why you only have him for like 90 seconds. Yeah. Um, Brad Wright begins. I quite enjoyed this episode for what it was. Michael Cassett gave me my first job on The Outer Limits, so it was a little bit of payback. He then goes on to say, it was another one that I rewrote completely because oh. the, because the original script could not be produced. I'm guessing it was too big. Like oh, that's, a, that, to, that's Robert C. Cooper yeah, territory. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Martin plus money equals gold, remember? <laughs> uh, but the goal was to do our version of Apollo 13. What I really loved about that episode, aside from the fabulous visual effects, was Richard Dean Anderson's embracing of the role of astronaut. If you look at his performance, it's quite studied. He took the role of a pilot in a perilous situation in a spacecraft very seriously, and I think that proves himself to be a grown-up actor. Hmm. And it's funny you guys were, were talking about sort of the science of, of what, you know, where, where, they, where they broke out. We're yeah. done. Graham. Graham. Bugger off, mate. Wrap it up, mate. All right, no, Graham. That's right. enough. Yeah. We'll, still, the the we'll still give you the full fee. Just yeah. get the fee out. <laughs> But it's funny you guys were questioning the science of, um, you know, where they dropped out of hyperspace and all that sort of stuff, because apparently the fans had a bigger issue with um, the evac right at the end. Um, Brad Wright also oh, mentions... God, yeah. 
Brad Wright also mentions an interesting... <laughs> Into the vacuum of space. Yeah. Um, Brad Wright also mentions an interesting side note. I thought it was hilarious when I got vilified by some fans who thought a person would explode if they were exposed to the vacuum and told me so in no uncertain terms. What was even more fun was that smarter and more informed and more educated fans came rushing to my defense by saying that what we wrote for Stargate was technically more accurate. They posted messages on the internet saying you don't immediately freeze to death and you don't immediately explode. That's just what happens in movies. Now, I'm not saying we don't bend the truth a little, but what we did try to do is have some fun um, with sensor specifics. It's cool that people recognize that. Speaking of the science of it, um, I think they said there's several days of provisions. So, like, obviously food, water, I guess, and air. Mm. But I was just wondering, what if you had to poop? What are we doing? Just go in that sense, they've got, a, they've got a pocket stargate. Have... Just go, man. <laughs> like, yeah, they'd have clothes bags ones. or whatever, I yeah. guess. But what do you just go in the suit? Portergate. Yeah. Like, no, you'd, you'd honestly just have to go in the suit, wouldn't you? Mm. That's a confined space, and I mean, Teal yeah. would be on a high protein diet. Oh, of course, <laughs> uh, like, and you can't just punch that back in the in the pouch. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Bag it and shove it in the pouch. Did you yeah, hear, move over, yeah, yeah, give it to the symbiote. Going, look, you guys are enslaving people for thousands of years. You can deal with this. Eat shit. some shit. <laughs> Imagine trying to clean it out, though. Oh, the bag burst. Oh, oh, Get a pouch infection. Colonel, <laughs> you're pooing in me again. <laughs> hey, I'd, uh, it's been a long while since I watched this episode, uh, Reese. I was more in your boat. No, I didn't know exactly why what was happening why it was happening. So that moment where like the radio clicks is Shova. Oh, yeah. I'm like my eyes so open, my oh, mouth shit. dropped. I was like, oh, I actually stopped. My my hands like I'm like, oh shit, this is real. Yeah. He's yeah. back. What the fuck? He's like, he's calling him home. And I didn't remember how it ended. Obviously, they were going to get home safe, but I, I didn't think they made the planet. But just the idea. That Apophis was like, yeah. got you now, bitch. Yeah. You've got nowhere else and to go. And when he recorded that, he's like, God, I hope this catches someone. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine their face yeah. when they <laughs> hear this. Uh. It's the second time that we've been fucked over by just an Apophis recording. Yeah, so yeah, first yeah. there was the, all those soldiers on yeah. that planet yeah. with the volume. Yeah. And now it's just like, oh, yeah, now it's just a recording. Like, not even a hologram, just a Volcube. recording. I was, I was the same, Mitch. When he when he came over and said, Shalva, I literally went, oh. Because I was like, Apophis is back. But this episode, even though obviously at the end I knew they'd end up getting saved, it was probably the most um, high stress episode that mm, I, yeah. I can remember. I found myself holding my breath quite a bit. Yeah, I I don't know. Like it was pretty, it was pretty emotional, and it was just like intense. I'm just like, holy shit! Especially like, this when they're is pushing hectic. off from the ship, I was yeah. like shuffling around in my seat, yeah, holding my breath. I'm like. It's another time yeah. push when off, Teal's just like, I'm like, Teal, push off yeah. harder. <laughs> and they just come on, up. Like, I know you've got no oxygen in your body, but you can use your legs, mate. <laughs> it turned to jelly. Uh, yeah, well, I suppose he has been sitting down for like three days. Yeah. So it's like... I did love Teal in this episode, especially. All these lines. Once, about 10 years ago, I went on a um, World War II Russian fighter jet. And I was I was second pilot to the main dude, and we did aerial acrobats out near the bay. And then when we came back and landed, he had the camera filming like the whole experience. And when I jumped out, and he goes, "What did you What did you reckon? Was it good?" And I go, "The vehicle performed within expected parameters." And he looked at me like <laughs> oh, I was the biggest you dick. 
<laughs> and I was just like, not a Sargate fan, buddy. That was sick, mate. That was Nerd! so sick. <laughs> I like that. I do like that. But then he's like, is that Earth on our six? And he's like, yes. If, you, if you're thinking it's Earth, it is. Why is it shrinking? It, the size remains constant. <laughs> yeah, it is yeah. us that is moving away. That was right. classic. Just, uh, all classic of these one-liners were great. That was Teal, but I, I liked uh, O'Neill's at the start. And it might have been that uh, that line, the, uh, it, it, it performed in its parameters and all that. And O'Neill's just like, hell yeah! And you know, the Lieutenant General looks at him and goes, sorry, sir, <laughs> I was just trying to match Teal's enthusiasm. <laughs> I was just like, see, you're just like, even the general's there judging him the whole time. He's like, I mean, I got more shit to say. I got, <laughs> got more lines I can throw out here, buddy. I watched the special features on this disc, and it's the first time I'd actually Where seen Robert C. Cooper. Cooper. Yeah, Do you like look a, like you imagine? Looks like a uh, no, he looks like a well bigger nerd <laughs> than I imagine. Because um, from what Brendan tells me, he's pretty up himself. But then I saw him, and I I'm made like, most of that up. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. He, I just thought he looked like a, a nerd off The Simpsons. Nerd! Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's that time of the week again. <laughs> it's, it's time, time to find out, out if Reese has been paying attention. Yeah. All right, buddy. For those who are uninitiated, we haven't done this for a while. It's that, five that questions. That time of the year again. Yeah. Five questions, 30 seconds on the clock. Short answer, responses from you, Reese. Oh, I didn't study. And yep. um, the time starts at the end of the first question. Let's do it. All right. Name one type of gold ship. Oh, Hatak. Correct. In Window of Opportunity, what did Jack do after he resigned? Uh, kissed Carter. Correct. What is the name of the gold human hybrid ship? Oh, it's a um, X301 Interceptor. Correct. In the episode Tangent, what did Jack tell the SGC to send? Oh, uh, aspirin. Correct. What was the mission code name of the X301? Whoa. Oh, so close. It started with D, was didn't it? Digger? Yeah. Digger, Digger one. Digger one. Digger one. I legitimately didn't know that fourth one. I was impressed. I wouldn't have got that aspect yeah. question. Yeah. Spot on. Wow. Oh, I would have said, I said so pretzels. <laughs> so Let's close. see what uh, Daniel Jackson thinks uh, of you. Reese, your father made you wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hang on. No, he's got more to say. Sorry. Uh, of course he does. You stupid son of a bitch. <laughs> Oh, a bit harsh. Actually, bit I got I got another sting for la- for uh, a few weeks time. Ooh. Look into that and from absolute power. Ah, oh, good oh. gear. Yeah. Actually, I'm going to be uh, speaking of bringing back old segments. I'm going to be bringing back one of Brendan's favourites in uh, in a couple of weeks in uh, 2010. Oh God, yes. Just a bit of a hook, guys. No. Just hooking it. What Tickle are you trying your to do? With a feather, mate. So you <laughs> made you almost made it recently. Oh, and yeah, I knew yeah. it too because I'm like. Oh, they've named it after the Australian soldiers back in the day, the diggers. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was expecting you to stumble on the aspirin and get the digger. Mm. Yeah. That's what I would have done. Mm. Yeah, I totally mm. wouldn't have got aspirin. Yeah. All right, I guess... Maddie's. I guess we better um, just address the elephant in the room. So how do you intend to get them out of the glider once we get there? I mean, there's no chance it'll fit into the cargo bay. Well, we were kind of hoping that you could, um, like, beam them out. <laughs> beam them out. What am I, Scotty? That's what. Oh, come on. <laughs> oh. I didn't write. Brad Wright wrote that. Brad hey, Wright is hey. a hardcore Who, Star you, Trek fan. You, yeah. you grabbed the audio, Maddie. That's yeah. a box of shame. Absolutely. No, no way. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. Box of shame. I got a that's what. Oh. Don't play the opener. Oh, we played it. Don't play the opener because I ain't reading shit. That was a that's one. Oh. oh. <laughs> 
No looking. Come just on, do it, do it for Lincoln. Come on, do it for Lincoln. No looking, just picking. <laughs> this is horseshit. <laughs> I believe it's the box of shame. Bit of Thank fun, mate. <laughs> This is a good one. None of you will get this one, so that's fine. I think Buffy what should. You think? Wait, who, I think who, who Buffy. Said this one in? Uh, oh, sorry. This is from Kenneth Pricer. I think Buffy should have made it work with Scott Hope. I hope you rot in hell, Kenneth. But um, oh, Jesus, wow. Jesus. he's a great friend of the show. He is, but only Buffy fans will really know what a disgrace. Like, I will actually take this piece of paper home and burn it because that. Hey, this, hey, mate, these are your thoughts. Don't blame this on yeah. Kenneth. These Why? are your thoughts, what mate. What has Kenneth done to you or to <laughs> anyone? Absolutely, you're telling us your thoughts. Just because you got a split personality. <laughs> <laughs> like, Buffy fans will know just how wrong that sentence is. Maddie, well, I mean, blame yourself, Maddie. Yeah, absolutely. This is your this is this is your box of shame. This is how it works. You can't just say, "Oh, that's bullshit." I'll say it, but I'm gonna. Blame what do you mean, myself else. and Irene now? Like, what's going on? <laughs> well, me, myself, and, and low pitch. I try what? and say it. <laughs> that's good. I'm trying to say them without saying the person's name, but then you guys make me say the person's name, so I'm having like conflicted personality disorder. No, Maybe saying hello to a to a loyal fan song. art. Yeah. Me, myself, and low pitch. <laughs> oh, please oh, do. Oh. Yes. No, 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 no. no. No, no, that's not a thing. That way I'm not going to start asking people It's not a thing. Yes. Yes. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Photos, no. Send in some fan art. Absolutely. Of any of us. If you if you want to put a, a puffer symbol on my forehead, I'd love that. Yeah. Or something else. I'm I did that sure the other someone night will now. when you passed out. Uh, and just because we do love a bit of Peter DeLuise uh, audio commentary and he was the director for this episode, I just want to play this little one. It's about when he, uh, when he always does these really close push-ins on Carter. Her face says it all, and her big doe eyes say the rest. <laughs> Even when you can see up her nose, she's beautiful. Look, at he tilted his head up at one point, and I had to tell him, Colin, I said, don't tilt your head up. I can see all the way up into your brain. Still a beautiful man. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Oh, imagine Colin Cunningham in a do-rag. Well, if you watch the, um, that sci-fi show I was telling you about, Oh, no, which one was that? Uh, Falling Skies. Falling mm. Skies. I think I've got that. Is that on Netflix? It used to be. I think I have it in my list, in my, like, save two list, but I've been spending a lot of time on Stan lately. Yeah. Uh, for some reason. I've got to get Great back people. On, if you want to sponsor the show, you know, just jump on board. A bit of Aussie content. Uh, although I've been watching a lot of American shows on it. Um, you can check out a Stuggit SG1 if you're checking out American shows. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. RuPaul's Drag Race, never heard anybody. Uh, Stan, if you're looking at getting into podcasting, oh. we've got a show for you. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, jump onto Patreon if you want. Patreon.com forward slash get into the gate, Stan, if you want to Absolutely. sponsor yeah. the show. Just going on off on a bit of a tangent oh, I see what you're uh, about yeah, Patreon. Yeah, 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 yeah. So... Yeah. We're wrapping this up, so I just yeah, sort of drop please. it in. <laughs> let's, please, let's wrap it up. I love it. I love what you've done. Yeah, I mean, we're at the point of no return, so let's just... I, uh, hey, save this until hey, the end of the we're season, really please. <laughs> come on, come on. We're practicing. We're doing very well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it for episode 78 of Get It A Gay Talk and Tangent. We will be back uh, next week. The Curse. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. And that, of course, is on the next Stargate SG-1. Block your ears, Reese. On the next Stargate SG-1. He's dead. Who? My archaeology professor. One mysterious death. Woe to all who disturb this, my final resting place. Leads to another. Oh, God. It could be the curse of an Egyptian oh, relic. Is that what I think it is? It's a gold <laughs> symbiote. Or you damn right more it is. terrifying. Your priority is to stop the ghoul with minimum risk to yourself. An unholy enemy seeking resurrection. Could be headed back to the temple in Egypt where the jars are first discovered. If we move fast, we could head him off. Now it's up to SG-1 to stop a new legacy of evil. 
Osiris will return, and the rivers of the Earth will run red with blood on the next Stargate SG-1. All right, you can turn your uh, headphones back on, Reese. You're all safe, buddy. Come back into the room. That's next week for Cursor. In the meantime, check out all of our old podcasts on the Get Into Gate, a Stargate podcasting channel. Follow us on the socials, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Give us some likes there. Uh, myself, Mitch underscore Lewis, Twitter and Instagram. Maddie At under Lincoln Lewis. I mean, at High Pitch Maddie. <laughs> Brendan. Hashtag, I wish. Uh, at, <laughs> at the Bren Gibson on Twitter and Instagram. Reestover. Hashtag been there, done that. I am at... <laughs> the t-shirt. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I am at the Flying Gibson. And Lincoln. At a link underscore Lewis. And outside of Gate, you can always uh, check out our sister podcast, if we can label it like that, Get Into Geek. Got a couple of reviews out there if you want to go check that out on the Get Into Geek podcast as well. And uh, hey, look, we have mentioned the fact that some of us are sporting fans on this show. You especially, Matty, you love your sports ball. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Yay, sports. Well, Point. tonight Point. in Point. Australia. Point. Points earned for b- balls doing... The, Ball-y things. The, thing. the and, things and that balls do. Crossing, Over lines and through bars the, the and line, stuff. The line of the net scrimmage yep. into the... Point and they all get gold oh, medals in the end of it. Scoring zone. <laughs> well, tonight, hey, if you're a rugby league fan, like uh, four of us, at least out of the five of us in this room, are uh, state of origin game too. So, <sighs> to uh, all you go good, blues, all go you go, all you good people out there, <sighs> go the Maroons on a Sunday. <laughs> yeah, mate. I thought they were on Wednesday. They usually are, but uh, you know, broadcasting See, I today. stuff. I knew state of origin was on Wednesday. Points. Yeah. Let, let me Points. T- let me tell you why they changed it. Um, they liken the state of origin to merit at first sight. Mm. And they said, if Married at First Sight can get the best ratings on a Sunday night, we'll put the origin there. Surely that'll work mm. as well. Great that's, people that's at Channel 9 that, that, sponsor the show. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> mind you, that guy, they described him as like the new head, the, the, the head of marketing. They got the new head of marketing. And I'm like, well, you knew. Did, did he don't suffer you a blow dare, to the head? Yeah, don't you dare. <laughs> he will soon. <laughs> if you're going to say, oh, Program A did this, so Program B, that's fine. But don't say, oh, Married at First Sight. Mm. This reality-based show where we marry two strangers is kind of like the greatest sporting rivalry in our code. Yeah. Muppet. But anyway, yeah. go the Maroons. And that's all we need to say. Go Queensland. Even though you're in enemy territory, it's going to be tough. Either way, whether it's Monday or Wednesday, I'm still watching MasterChef. What about Married at First Sight? Obviously. Reruns. Oh, (laughs) off-season. GetIntoGeek.com So when's the uh, candle burning ceremony? Do we get... (laughs) 